This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. It's a new financial year, and so that means that it's time to fill out those tax returns. And that always comes with questions, especially if you're trying to claim much while ensuring that you do the right thing. Well, here to help us with some tax hacks is good friend of the show, Gemma Acton, finance editor at The Seven Network. Good morning, Gemma. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm doing well. Always love having you on to talk about money. First up, the question that we all want to know, what can you claim at tax time? So COVID has really changed a lot of things around. So I think probably the most confusing thing for a lot of people will be how has COVID impacted what they can claim and how they should claim it. Uh, the, the first thing I point out is uh, working from home. So I think that's affected a lot of people. Two years ago before COVID, only around 3 million um, Australians put in for working from home tax claims. Last year, that was about four and a half million. I can only imagine that's gone up again this year. Mm. So uh, if you're someone who doesn't work from home all that much, there is what they call the shortcut method where you very simply just add up the number of hours you worked from home and multiply that by 80 cents an hour. And that's your claim. That's, That's everything done and dusted. If you're someone who works more from home, you might want to individually count up, itemise your, your various um, bits and pieces that, that you can claim on, such as your phone bill, your internet expenses, stationery you use. You can actually claim for electricity as well, so if you've got heating or cooling costs. Mm. So you can count them individually and separately. Now, where it gets a little bit complicated is you need to be quite precise. You need a diary of when you've worked from home. You need to make sure that something like the internet, you're just taking the portion that's work-related and not personal use-related, like watching Netflix or whatever else you might do. (laughs) Guilty. And if you're sharing a house with a couple of people who also work from home, um, you need to make sure you're not also counting their usage. So if you want to to cut out a lot of this work, you can use a shortcut method, but you're probably going to get more and be able to claim more back if you go through and itemise everything. And in terms of what else you can claim... It's quite important with all the different benefits that came through last year, JobKeeper, JobSeeker, um, any disaster relief payments, these are all taxable. Mm. So just be aware that they will be taxed on your return. Uh, one thing that is not taxable is the early access to super. So some people got up, up to $20,000 from that. That isn't taxable, so you're, you don't need to declare that at all. And, and one other thing which the government said it's really going to be watching out for this year is uh, crypto payments. It's definitely been on top of a lot of people's minds in recent months. And so um, we can talk about that, a bit more about that if you want. Crypto payments. That sounds fascinating. <laughs> so, so you're saying that they are taxable now? They are. So just like any sort of investment, um, if you invest in shares or or investment property, there is a capital gains tax uh, when you sell it and make a profit. So you'll be paying a tax on the difference between what you sell it for and what you bought it for. So if you invest in crypto, you bought some, let's say, for argument's sake, Bitcoin, sold it for a profit a bit later, you will be taxed on that amount. But one thing to be really careful about is, it's not just if you sell it. Like There are lots of different ways to get rid of Bitcoin. You can um, give it away to somebody else. You can trade it. So even if you don't actually sell it, if you get rid of it by another means, you're still going to be taxed on it. And this is 
impacting more and more Australians. I think the ATO estimates around 600,000 Australians dabbled in Bitcoin or, or sorry, cryptocurrencies in general over the past year. Wow. So they've actually gone out on a limb and started writing to people they know invested saying, we're watching you, don't forget to include crypto in your tax return. <laughs> Fancy that. What a, what a world we live in, Gemma. Amazing. <laughs> What can't we claim? I think that's an important question to ask. And, you know, people are always trying to find loopholes, but surely there's some stuff that we just can't touch. Yeah, I think you need to be really careful around the work stuff because so many people have different working situations this year. Things that you might have claimed in the past to do with your work, you won't necessarily be able to claim again if, if you're working from home more. So if you are doing some working from home claims, they're going to be watching really carefully to check that the stuff you normally claim uh, for needing when you're in the office or needing when you're on the road, if that doesn't match up, you know, if you say you're working from home five days a week and then suddenly you have a whole bunch of office expenses. So, mm. so look out for that. Anything, if you are working from home or, or even in the office, that your employer has paid for, they're also looking out really closely for that. And they're going to try and match up what you and other people who do the same profession as you are claiming on. So if you're the only painter who claims on certain items, it's going to look very suspicious if no other painter's claiming on those sort of items. So right. and I, I would also say just generally in terms of a warning, the ATO has got much greater ability now to look across different um, platforms and source data from them. So they do have a better idea just with digital banking, all sorts of platforms like Airtasker and Airbnb, they can tell what you have been um, buying and selling. So just be aware that they have more ability in the, than, than in the past mm. to be able to, to see exactly what you're doing. I, I, just, I would actually mention Airbnb as well. Um, you've got to be pretty careful about what you claim on that. You must obviously declare any rental income you get from letting out your, pol- um, your place short term. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're claiming back on a rental property, just say you have some some works done or you buy stuff for it, you can only claim for the portion that the place was actually available to rent. Right. So if you live in a part of the year and then you rent it out for the other part of the year, you can't claim it for a full year. And this is something else that they're watching really, really closely because in the past, one of the hot areas for people not paying enough tax was with regards to rental properties. Okay. Another big question I think we have at tax time is, is should we be doing our tax return ourselves or should we be getting an accountant to help us out? It really depends on how complex your own affairs are. And in my personal experience, it's always been worth the investment to get a tax accountant. There's different levels of tax help as well. So you can get some really good online systems that will just walk you through all the key steps uh, and make sure you're putting things in the right places. If you don't have a very complicated tax situation, that is quite a good idea. There's several of them online that cost you less than $100. And I I really think that will, A, make sure you don't run afoul of the the tax office, which apart from anything else can be quite stressful. And B, they might actually find some savings for you that that you didn't know about. At the other end of the scale, if you have a very complex tax situation, you absolutely do want to get um, somebody to help you personally. So I always think it's worth at a minimum looking into what level of help you need. Uh, and Sam, I mentioned just one other interesting thing. We talk about running in trouble with the tax office. There are increasingly scams out there, particularly around tax time. So I'm sure many of us, I've certainly received these calls saying, oh, your 
tax file number is in question or your your tax records are lost, press one, enter your number, mm. just don't. The ATO will never contact you like that. Um, they'll only ever contact you through your ATO and MyGov app. So if you get a phone call or an email, click on this link, don't do it. Mm. That's a really easy way for them to extract all sorts of money from you, particularly if they're telling you you've got a tax bill overdue. It's not. So uh, just, just keep on the alert for that because it blew out last year and they're expecting it to be quite a bad season for scammers this year as well. Now, as we speak, it's early July. We can put our tax return in. Is it a good time to do it now or is it a better time to maybe wait a bit longer? Is there a good time to do a tax That's return? A- yeah, that's a really good question, actually, Sam, because uh, a lot of the information gets populated for you. So, for instance, if you have a pay-as-you-go job, your income will be put in. Uh, if you have taken job keeper payments or job seeker payments, that will be automatically populated. Um, your health insurance data will be automatically populated. So a lot of your form will already be filled out for you, but that doesn't happen on the 1st of July. It can take a few weeks for this to actually go through. So by the end of July, all this initial data that has been put in for you and saves you the trouble of doing it yourself will be there, but it's not guaranteed to be there in the first week or couple of weeks of July. So you might actually run into a bit of trouble there. So my advice would be, unless you've got a pressing urge or you're one of those people who's so incredibly efficient, you can't bear to wait an extra day, I I would wait at least until the end of July. Remember, we've got until the end of October to do it, actually the 1st of November this year, because 31st of October is a Sunday. So you do have quite a bit of time. And and I think you'd be doing yourself a favour if you wait till the end of July. That is great advice uh, from you, Gemma Acton, (laughs) finance editor from The Seven Network. It's always so good to have your help. So thank you for taking the time to speak to us. My pleasure and good luck, everyone. (laughs) Have much fun doing your tax returns. So good luck. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.